this is this is this is this is this is this is this this is this is this is this is this is the local music revolution the local music revolution local music revolution local music revolution Hello and welcome to the Local Music Revolution. I am your host, Ogre. How you doing? On today's episode, we talked to Logan from the Dream Supreme because that's the interview I have for you today. It's pretty interesting hearing life stories and how they pertain to music and what music has done for that person. Actually, extremely interesting to me how music affects people on such a level, but it's always a different thing. As you'll hear in the interview, Logan actually had an injury, and uh, when he woke up from his coma, um, he started writing music again, like, and he explains why this is important. I don't want to give too much away, but he explains it in the interview, so you have to listen to the interview if I've intrigued you in some way. There has been a ton of things going on behind the scenes here at the Local Music Revolution, and it's been all amazing. It really has. I truly enjoy doing this, and I really, really want to continue doing it into the future. So I'm trying to make establishments to where that is a guarantee, because I like guarantees. Um, It's just wonderful being able to do this and being able to actually positively affect the local music scene here around my my hometown and also even more so is meeting all of these wonderful wonderful musicians and companies outside of my hometown that are doing the exact same thing as I am which is basically just trying to get through life but also trying to help the musicians that are doing such awesome things man it truly is amazing so the point to all this is I do have a lot of things in the works, um, and it's going to be awesome, and I'm really, really excited about doing this. So stay tuned. Announcements will be on all social media and all, you know, the WordPress. So to stay up to date with the local music revolution, here's the rundown of the social media. Uh, Facebook.com slash the local music revolution. On Twitter at TLMR podcast. On Instagram at the local music revolution. On Tumblr at tumblr.com slash the local music revolution. And finally, the almighty WordPress, which this whole thing is run on. So go to WordPress, uh, the local music revolution dot WordPress dot com. And there you will have all of the updates that you need to get you through the day and uh, get you all the information on the local bands I work with. So that's awesome. Check that out. If you are looking for a place to hear the local music revolution on a weekly basis, all you have to do is subscribe to our iTunes, our Stitcher. YouTube's kind of iffy now. I've been getting way too much email about YouTube and they're, you know, hey, you know, you have a song that's copywritten. Of course I do. I got the freaking rights from the person that owns it. But instead, I am now affiliated with Longbox.fm, run by Chris Doughty in Fresno, California. So... Go to Longbox FM, listen to the local music revolution, 
tell Chris Dowdy that I sent you and that I'm super awesome and, you know, like, he should do something for the local music revolution. I don't know what. Use your imagination. And I'll tell him that to be weary about what's going to be suggested to him. Bottom line is, iTunes, Stitcher, and Longbox FM are now our main sources that you can hear. And love that stuff, man. Just listen to all of them because all of these musicians are amazing. And amazing is really what Stringjoy is all about. Yeah, segue, I know. But Stringjoy.com is a sponsor a beloved sponsor of mine and I truly believe that they will rock this world with their string customization ability so go to stringjoy.com check out what they have to offer they will work with you to get the sound that you want out of your strings and they're customizable I'm serious it's it's an amazing thing and yes they do go all the way up to I believe eight string bass if you have more than that, I, I'm really wanting to know why, because even eight strings on a bass is really, really weird. Um, but hey, to each his own, right? So, a little bit of a tangent there. But go to stringjoy.com when you've, you're done picking out all of your strings and cables and picks. When you're at the, the checkout, enter the promo code LOCAL, that's L-O-C-A-L, and you get a discount for being a listener of the local music revolution. So I have no more to say, no more to plug, no more like that. So uh, let's get to this interview because I know that's what you're here for. So this is Logan from The Dream Supreme talking about why he's awesome. All right, I'm here with Logan from The Dream, Exp- the Dream Supreme. How are you doing, man? Pretty good pretty excellent that is great to hear man that is super great to hear so you're you're in the band the dream i'm sorry the dream supreme it's okay man i've heard it every kind of way uh the dream supreme yeah so where'd that that name come from where'd the band come from how'd you guys get together and what brought you to this point Okay. Um, well it started out um i'm i'm initially from uh um wichita kansas and um, I, um, you know, I've been, I was doing music probably ever since I was, you know, a teenager or whatever, and I just kind of kept going with it. And um, I um, got, you know, I used to, four track was my thing. I was all about the cassette four track. I used to um, I could tear one of those up, man. I get 16 tracks on one of those puppies. <laughs> but, um, so I, I um, that's kind of what I started out on. And then I basically, it was the winter, I was out of work. And um, I, I came up with like, uh, I think it was like eight, eight of these songs. And I recorded them, uh, two vocals and then two guitar tracks. And then I um, I had a friend that uh, was talking to my friend. I was like, these are really good. We should um, we should do some, some shit to them. So we took them and we um, put them on his... Uh, he had like a digital eight track. I, the, actually, the first album is done on a lot of media. Like, there's like reel to reel, digital, um, four, cassette four track. Is a, there's a lot of um, I think there's like 21 songs on there. Uh, wow. it's, yeah, there's a lot of audio wise. It's all over the place. So basically, what we did, we embellished. Um, we just what I had. We added drums, added whatever, and then we just went crazy with it. And um, and you know, I kind of I didn't. The, you know, my friend um, Adam that was helped me do it. Um, he used to every time I go over there to record work, he would 
me a mix when we're done. He would always write something on the CD. I think one time it was um, Hulk Logan, it said, mm-hmm. and then um, one of the ones he gave me was the Logan Supreme. And um, I was like sitting at home. I was like, ah, the Logan Supreme. Uh, that's kind of um, that's kind of like, oh, I'm, I'm the Logan Supreme. I'm like, no, I'm Dream Supreme. There we go. So I was born. It's um, like a combination of the Hulk Logan and um, the Logan Supreme, and I kind of just like like put put something to it, but um, and and pretty magical um, as well. So I was like, wow, we're great words to work with. Dream Supreme, can't say much about that. Yeah, okay. but yeah, man. So we um, we uh, when I first when I first started doing the songs on the album uh, on the first album that we were actually the first album had just by looks like Caterpillar was actually. Eight songs of that were I, I have like a it never got very far, but I had an album that that was all on before, um, and all we did was um, we just combined. I then went back and wrote like another set of songs, and we combined them as one album or whatever. But um, most everybody has it as that one album. So we um, we uh, when I first started, uh, playing out, we um, I would just use a CD with the backing tracks. And I would just sing and play guitar, and um, we had like some cool lights. And uh, my cousin, who was in my old band with me, he plays uh, the theremin, and he used to do that live. Uh, so it'd be me on guitar and singing, uh, him on the theremin, and then a, a boombox, basically. And we might put it to the PA. Uh, wow. And and then yeah, you know, as our friends were like singing, like this is great. And then we had a we had a show where. Um, this was back before iPods too much. We had um, we had CD skippage problem. We're like, oh shit! Didn't think about that one. So um, we decided to um, well, we just kind of you know we were just kind of kind of keep doing it like that. And then uh, there, a group of my friends that helped us um, were helping me record it. That they were like, man, these are good songs. We got to play these live, and I, I wasn't really into it. And they're like, man, if you don't play these, we're gonna go out and play your songs. Like, if you don't do something with it, and I was like, oh, you can't just go out and do that. So um, I got a bunch of friends, basically from other bands in town, to um, to help out. Um, and, and there's been, I think, uh, somewhere in like the members of like thirty thirty by now. Um, two thousand two, the winter of two thousand two is when I started doing it. Um, wow. And not too many crazy stories or anything it's just people from uh you know friends from other bands that are um you know members shift and things like that and we all kind of would help each other out uh i in fact one of my members jeff he played uh guitar in one of the dream supreme he played uh drums in one of the dream he's played almost everything like at different times and we had different lineups or whatever um but yeah and then we just we kind of started playing a little bit and um that actually that first album is it's like a compilation of like it's probably like eight years like total I mean we didn't like sit in the studio every day for eight years but we um you know I had the first album thing that was like eight songs and then we kicked that around for a while and then I had the new songs and like hey let's combine them so then you know kind of went from there but um kind of a journey that um, that first album for sure um a lot of time into that and uh I actually uh in the before we finished it, we were like working on our last track. I had a, um, I almost died in 2007. Um, I had a bad accident, a brain, uh, head injury. Oh, wow. And, um, yeah, I totally, um, like, we were at a party and I was, um, I used to drink a lot and we were drinking and I slipped and fell 
the roof and um i mean it's like a nine foot drop but i mean you know you're, you're drunk so you're gonna you don't have any reflex or anything so yeah man broke my knee broke my back uh broke my skull um wow. did the whole drug-induced coma thing for two weeks all that kind of stuff and after that when i came to um that's kind of where journey through the center of the o began um because, I mean, it, it was a very weird experience being um, in a, you know, they put you in a drug-induced coma so, so your mind doesn't have to, um, you know, when you have a head injury, your mind has to heal and you can't have all the stimuli or it'll mess you up. So um, so basically, I mean, it's like a totally surreal, weird experience. And you're on all this hard, hard stuff and asleep and they bring you out of it and they're like giving you a, Laura's tab. <laughs> like, oh, now you're putting me on the, on the weak stuff. All right. Um, so it's kind of like, it's almost kind of like a hallucinogenic kind of experience, you know? Um, wow. and then later to find out, you know, through like regressive type of thing, um, I had some pretty wild, um, pretty wild experiences while I was in the, in the hospital. Um, so I kind of came back basically with, um, a, uh, will to do better. And I was kind of like at a low point at that time. I broke up with my my kind of broke up with me. I was a real bad alcoholic, and um, basically I had to uh, have that accident, uh, or I would have just drank myself to death probably. Um, so that definitely got my head out of the cloud. Um, <laughs> and uh, so then from then, like when I, I remember, I remember waking up at the hospital, and for some reason, you know, I'm a I'm a songwriting type of guy, so I've always got weird stuff, weird. Uh, Song titles, taglines, stuff on the mind. And I was thinking, uh, "Journey through the center of the O." And I was like, um, "I was like, I know there's a movie called Journey through the Center of, of the Earth, uh, but like through the O, like I was taking it to like a, a conscious level of like this is like early, this is like 2011 too, when uh, all everyone, you know, there's this there's this new age shift and people are starting to kind of awaken to these um, maybe things aren't so cool out here." right now like the way we're doing stuff <laughs> um it's kind of at that same time so that's kind of what that album's about it was kind of like um i i moved out here to california in uh 2012 2011 and uh my mom had bought an old house and uh she wanted me to do the carpentry to you know to, to flip it basically to redo it so i moved out here to do that and um I had, I had met a girl and um, started hanging out. I, 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 I was done with music at that point. I was like, I don't want to, I don't want to do this crap. Like, I just want to like, be regular. I'm in California. Let's just hang out, whatever. <laughs> and um, so uh, I met I met this girl, and um, she's got, go over her house, like, oh, I play guitar. She's got all these instruments, and um, she had a, a copy of Pro Tools and a computer. And um, and I had never, like, before, um, I can do reel-to-reel, all that stuff, but digital I know, uh, even when my friend Adam helped me record, you know, your spy, I didn't do anything really hands on, like as far as like mixing or any of that, um, kind of just did it with my ears. So I had no idea how to use this shit. And I was like, all right, I'm going to work on journey to this thing. Video. Let's make this some crazy two disc, um, 2012 in theory, sum up kind of, uh, broaden humanity type of thing, you know, cause that's kind of what I came back with. I came back with like, um, why is everyone so shitty with each other? <laughs> like, um, kind of, you know, and like, why is everyone defending stupid stuff? And, you know, like, I kind of, it's kind of weird. I just kind of became an advocate for uh, consciousness. Like, um, 
Uh, it's funny. I used to tell people all the time back in the day, I was like, oh, I'll never write songs about politics or any of that. I was like, no way. It's the worst thing you could do to music. And I'm like, it's, um, it's funny now I think about it because I don't even have a choice. It's like a, um, somebody else holding the pen. It kind of just almost channeled uh, when I write songs and stuff. It's kind of just, uh, it's just a collaboration of what's being said around the streets and what, you know, what I believe in my heart and things like that. And it's just kind of a wild ride, the wild, um, wild road to consciousness. <laughs> so, um, yeah, man, I spent it like a year and a half teaching myself to use Pro Tools. I'd never used it ever. I taught myself how to use it, recorded the whole album, did everything on that on that one. I did everything, um, and, and which is kind of fun because as you as you listen to it, it progressively gets better. I didn't do songs like where I didn't have anything written. I just started at one song and then I just do another song and another, and it just kind of builds it like um. I didn't have like a collection of songs and go in and do it. And they all came, uh, each one basically topped the next one. And then as you can kind of hear um, audio, as you're listening to it, you're like, um, you can kind of hear me getting better at using Pro Tools as the album goes too. So it's kind of got that whole journey aspect to it, you know, nice. um, for sure. And then like, and, you know, now I, um, pretty pretty uh, proficient in, in uh, Pro Tools now. I mean, it's, uh, <laughs> you, you mess around with that crap for long enough, you'll, you'll have it. Yeah, exactly, but, um, man. Yeah, actually, 1111 um, was actually the third, I, think, I don't know what it is on the album, if it's third or fourth. But, I mean, they all, they all were written and recorded in the order that they're on the album. That's kind of like how they felt. Um, oh, nice. So it's totally story type of deal. And we kind of, the, my idea of marketing it kind of was like, um, it was like a sci-fi film from the 70s that never got made. It was like a soundtrack to a sci-fi film that never got made um, from the 70s. Kind of like, um, <laughs> it was kind of like how we, so like the, the cover kind of, we gave it like a, a, a movie type of look to it. And um, we even had like some of the um, DIY releases that I made of it for shows and stuff. We put in DVD cases and stuff like that and kind of had that whole like film look to it. We were like, oh, this is music, not movie. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm not that uh, I'm not that advanced yet. I haven't put visual with it, but um, we will probably have that pretty soon uh, nice. with the new album. So. And then yeah, we um, it took me forever. I mean, I'm out here in Modesto, California. It took me a long time to get musicians. I went through tons of Craigslist people, just all kinds of people. Stuff wasn't working out. Um, and then about a year, uh, oh, I had I had I'd put together a band. We're pretty good. They're really loyal guys, man. We played for a long time. And then um, weird, they both kind of had kids at the same time, and they got really busy. So um, and I was like, all right, I'll, let's just screw it for now. I'll just go around and do some acoustic acoustic performances and stuff, you know. And um, and then I ended up meeting um, my drummer, who's you know, no longer a drummer, but we um, I met him. Uh, he had seen us at a show with the old band. He's like, um, I needed, and I was at a point where I needed a drummer. He's like, dude, I seen you guys at your first show, and he's like, I, I, I wanted to drum for you guys bad. I want to play drums for you guys. And I was like, right. We're going to um, stop right there just for a second, and we are going to play the song 1111. I haven't seen Tyler. I live in a monochromatic
that was 1111 so we're gonna get right back into uh the interview how about it <laughs> so we started playing and oh man he's he's no he's no um he's no bullshit he's good he's good he's one of the best drummers i've ever played with and mm-hmm. um it's kind of all these new songs um the process was really cool the way they were born like on drink your sanity oh i kind of just um uh, basically, what would happen is I'd start with an acoustic. Um, I'd come up with a riff. You know, I mean, I write really fast, and I write all the time. I mean, like, I'll just I'll take like I'll come up with a little riff thing, and then it just boom, it just starts laying down. And when I'm recording normally, um, which is this is a whole change from how it is now. It's it's kind of like oh god, this is weird. But I'm my own it. But um, normally, start with that acoustic, lay it down, and then um, instruments just start falling into place. I just land it just like i don't even usually i just do a lot of that stuff would be on the fly like i'd be in the moment um and uh this album we i started we we were playing um when i started playing with uh randy my drummer we we were playing uh it was me and him and then my girlfriend was playing keyboards and we had a bass player and um we were playing songs from uh journey to the center of the o and um he, we would always, uh, we were, you know, we started to get real, things got real hot and heavy between me and him, not like in that way, but like, um, we just really connected. Like, what I would do on the guitar, he would do with his hands on the drums, and it was like, it was, it was like, wow, are you like in my brain? So, um, we started, um, well, he was like, you know, let's just, let's just jam. And it, was, and it terrified me, because I, um, I'm not one of those people that I'm a, I'm a kind of that writer mentality because I've just always been doing it on my own. So that's just how I approach it. I'm not like, I can't just like walk into a bar with some dudes playing and get up and like do some licks. And I couldn't then now I can thanks to Randy. But, um, so he kind of forced me to, he's like, well, let's just jam it. It was real awkward for a while. I was hating it. It was just weird. I'm so used to like having something I just came up with and we play it and it's awesome. And I know like, <laughs> this is weird. Um, and, uh, the first song that we wrote together was um, title track, Ice Cream Mountain. And um, it was just weird. It was a weird, I mean, it's just, a, it was just me and him as a simple guitar and drum thing. But then we just had, like, um, stuff just happened on it, on, on it, man. Like, it was just like, oh, this is cool. So I was telling him, uh, you know, title, I think it's like, um, this song makes you think of ice cream. Kind of cool. We would call it, um, call it Ice Cream Mountain. I'm like, okay, cool. So I leave, and then a couple hours later, I, I text Randy. And I had this idea in my head. I was like, "No way!" I, uh, E Y E, scream mountain, um, totally just deceitful. Because like you know, you tell people ice cream mountain, they're like, "Oh, that sounds delicious." <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah um, no, it's um, it's kind of um, what the theme behind this album is like. Journey through scenario is kind of like uh, more on the conspiratorial. Um, you know, there's a lot of going on at that time, 2012. I mean, there's all kinds of crap to write about. I mean, people were, it was, it was everywhere. So, um, I, and I kind of felt it was kind of that, um, maybe on Journey Through Scenario, it was too, uh, too, like, um, not hypocritical, but like too self-righteous almost in my own awakening that, like, maybe I was like, um, uh, I don't know. It just made me feel weird. Like I, like I was like, oh, what am I, what am I saying? Like I'm like Jesus or something because I understand all this crap, you know? Like I'm not like that at all. I don't feel like that at all. So the the uh, ice cream mountain is basically this whole 
album is a different approach to understanding um, newer age consciousness through um, the beauty of nature. And um, it's, so it's kind of a, the Ice Cream Mountain is pretty much about, um, I mean, everything has to do with nature and getting back to the source of it and all of that. And that's kind of the, the spin that I took on this one. I'm, I'm usually very themed when we do uh, when I do stuff, like if you do a new album or something, it's always got a theme. Nice. Um, there actually, there's a song that um, you can hear around that's called "Energy Vampires." That never got. There's a video for it on YouTube, but it never got. Um, it never got done on the album. I was doing this album right after Journey to the Center. Oh, I would get in these like um, in these little holes, like you know, like um, rough patches. So what I would do is I just um, I start this little exercise thing where I was like, okay, I'm going to open pair tools or just start from scratch, something new, whatever. So I, there were a lot of those. These songs were just um, me uh, blowing off some steam in between recording the other album. And so I had almost the full, it was going to be called The Future Flu. Um, it was awesome. Uh, and my computer blew up. Uh, it, my Mac had a Mac at Boo Boo uh, during a thunderstorm. Right, I mean, I was the only, um, I mean, I was ready to mix this thing down and, and do it, and um, and then it was gone. So, I, you know, I still have the old hard drive, but I've never been able to recover it. So there is a, um imaginary album out there called The Future Flu also, which never came out. It had, like, nine or ten songs. Nice. Um, maybe someday it will be <laughs> But, so on that one, uh, Future Flu was very, I was saying, oh, you know, I was talking about Tim Trails and just all this stuff that everyone was talking about. I was really bringing it out. And that's why, kind of, you know, on Ice Cream Mountain, I was like, yeah, no, let's, let's take a different approach to getting people to, um, because people don't really like to hear, um, you know, that their world's ran by crazy assholes. <laughs> you know, like, this whole, <laughs> this whole thing is just crazy uh, when you start trying to understand it. And a lot of people, they get mad. They don't like it. They don't like that, I mean, we fear change. Um, a lot of people... Their, that's their, you know, the ego defense to it. It's like, I don't even want to hear about it. Literally, it's like, oh, okay, it's not for you then. <laughs> so I thought, you know, okay, I'll take a different approach. Um, and kind of the songs are more about um, connecting back through nature, through humanity, through each other, and, um, and, and collective oneness and all that, without the whole um, being too lovey or being too, um, uh, what would you say, um, conspiratorial or whatever so I was like well I'll just take it from I'll let nature do the work um, and that's kind of that's kind of what's going on and and then you know there's a lot of spiritual um, I mean just this this whole grouping of like us writing these songs like all kinds of magic happens like we you just like stuff was it was crazy the lyrics that were coming out were really cool they're really profound they're like really um, they're not like outlandish they're not like uh you know, like overbearing Christian-y type of lyrics or anything like that. I mean, I'm not a, um, I grew up Christian and all that, but I'm not, I'm not, I'm a, um, I believe in God for sure. And that's, um, you know, about the source and all of that. I mean, I don't think God's a man. I think it's a force and, you know, so I'm not, I'm into all of that. Um, but it's not the kind of thing where like, you know, oh, well, there's a God and you don't think so. Well, you're an idiot. You know, it's like, well, let's teach its own, whatever. Um, but I have found, uh, various, tunnels of enlightenment through my journey so i figured hey why don't i try to um without sounding like a prick why don't i try to um put some of this info out there in a way that people can touch on to it and and uh you know 
feel it and kind of feel with it and take a different approach to sharing my experience, I guess, kind of. I mean, that's what music is. It's just as, uh, it's an expression. We're just sharing um, what what we've got in us, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I would like to go back just for a second because you said you like themes and I've noticed when I write music or when I write albums, I do a lot better when in there's like a story um, yeah. to follow. Sure. Um, uh, I yeah. love that because it's like, um, I mean, you're basically, um, okay, well, well, what kind of started for me is like, if you notice like all the albums in like the 60s, you know, I, I love all the old stuff, and that's actually my favorite jams. I don't even really listen that much to new music. I love old stuff. Um, they just they just had it down. Everybody had soul. Everyone it was just good stuff. And um, they they would, uh, you know, that's kind of how it was then. They would just kind of, um, and now I think we like really complicated music by like uh, this whole industry standard thing. You know, people like, oh, like I th- I think I've heard before someone say, um, have you ever thought about going to a professional recording studio and recording some of these songs like well thanks for the underhanded compliment but no because <laughs> like um that's part of the you know nowadays every no one's getting uh deals anymore i mean everyone's um recording their own stuff it's part of the it's yeah. part of your art you know your craft for your band it's like part of your um uh it's part of the package man i i look at it that way because it, it to me it's creating it's not just like sticking a mic up to something and you know whatever i mean we're, um I'm pretty intense with that. It's been a lot of hours, <laughs> a lot of hours with the music, man. Yeah, man. No kidding. Um, so but yeah, it, um, the okay, that the the I always kind of looked at it like I mean, like Frank Zappa, all those guys back then, all their albums, Sgt. Pepper's. It, when an album had a theme with it, you could almost get on a trolley and ride with it for 45 minutes. Like yeah. it, you could experience the feel with the artist, kind of thing. Um, and a lot of bands, you know, there. I'm not saying it's bad or anything, but there was a lot of music for years that came out after that that was nothing like that. It was just every song was um, different than the next kind of a thing. And I, I really like looking at it like a story. Like if this is a project idea I came up with, so we're gonna make a whole album of this project idea that's like a story. Um, I'm very individual, audiovisual, um, together kind of. I think both of those. Um, the stimuli it makes it more interesting and just more um it brings you into it you know it's like um i have no problem with bringing people into uh you know when we're performing or whatever i have no problem with letting people inside my mind and they can have a seat and hang out for a while or whatever i have no nothing to hide nothing to whatever i'm not just like you know some, sometimes people just go out and they play and it's like it's, you know and, 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 and you can just tell they kind of like don't um they're not putting like any salt into it. Yeah. Um, I, I, I had a guy one time, he's like, well, you should, you guys are great, man. You should open your eyes sometimes. I was like, well, what you, then we wouldn't be great. I was like, that's, um, I, I have to do that in order to um, do our thing. Cause it like all comes, everybody follows me and it's all kind of, it's all this like solely type of zone. I mean, I like going to a zone when I do it. It's like a, like a football player would do or something. You know, it's like, I'm, I got a thing I do. Um, if people aren't doing that, then they're, they're, doing something wrong probably <laughs> like i don't i don't know at least i i found the best music to me is when it's got soul attached to it when it's got feeling attached to it you know yeah man no kidding no kidding uh so can you tell me about the song second son second son um that was weird that just kind of came um when, when when i was uh when i first met randy and started playing with him you know our new band out here um and we wrote 
Ice Cream Mountain was like the first song, and then we kind of developed that, and then uh, I think Second Sun was the second song, because um, it was that's, it was actually, for a while, it was saying second song or something like that, and that's what we were kind of using, it, and then I changed it. Um, the the process that me and Randy had was really weird. It would, um, I, I have so much documentation of it. Like, we would start, um, basically, what, my new process, what happens is I have my... Um, PA set up with my tons of reverb on it that I like, and I'll just go in the room uh, with my guitar and just start kind of playing, and then I just start hashing stuff out, throwing ideas out, whatever. Uh, most of the newer songs, it took like four months. I was even at shows, I'd be making up different words every time. Like I wasn't even sure what, what it was yet until it was like, they had to like <laughs> we like grew them and trimmed them and manicured them like a bonsai almost kind of a thing. And then, like, you know, we play a show, and Randy's we, we like, hey, you wrote real words finally? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> um, that's, ain't that right? I finally got it. It just came to me. But, yeah, you know, I, um, it, we would do this thing where um, I would just kind of, sometimes if I wasn't even singing words. I was just, mainly I would hash out melodies with the guitar and the drums, and we would do that for a while, and then they would eventually become lyrics, and then we'd have the full-fledged song. It's um, kind of how, like, the process was going with that. And Second Son was... Um, Second song was I just I think I had that uh, just a couple little parts of that idea and um, I just busted it out on him because uh, at that time you know I was on every time he come over he was excited he was like what are you what kind of little riff you get you know because I was just on fire I, was, I don't know where it was just I was just writing all kinds of little ideas and you know putting them on my uh, camera phone and crap like that and just documenting everything um, nice. Nice. and you know I, I document so much stuff it's like it kind of sucks because if, if you kick something around too long you definitely will lose all hope of messing with it. Um, my, my son was telling me, uh, I got a 16-year-old son who also um, is a pro, he has pro tools, he's, a, he's way surpassed me, um, but he's a pretty all right teacher. Um, but yeah, my son's doing his own albums, he's got his own band, and uh, they're awesome. And um, yeah, I mean, he's, he's surpassing me now on some stuff, writing-wise, like I was like, man, I was, when I was 16, our first band was a Nirvana cover band, you know, back in the day. Um, I didn't, I wasn't really doing original, I didn't start out doing original stuff. He did. He started out writing his, writing his own songs. I was like, holy shit. You're going to be a fierce warrior. You're going to be a songwriting warrior, man. You can basically do everything like how I've been doing it all myself, but at um, like half the age, it's like, oh man, you scare me. You're scared of you, boy, when you get older. But, um, yeah, man, I, I just kind of, it's, um, you know, you just got to have a, I don't know, for me, it's, music's got to have heart, and if, you, if there's no heart into it, you can't feel it, you can't, um, you can't always see it, touch it, taste it, feel it, but I mean, you get the idea, so I mean, you see some, uh, you know, you see your favorite band or something, it's all tasty, and it's like, you can feel it, hear it, see it, you know, you're just like in the, in it, with them, man, that's yeah. the best thing ever. Yeah, man. Um, I see a lot of bands, are, um, especially out, out here in, um, Cali where you see a lot of these like cover bands and stuff and these people that look like they don't even hang out like they don't like they're not even friends they, they're all wearing way they're all from different way different side of the tracks you know they're just like it's like I, I'm not even buying it I'm not buying it I don't even think you guys are a group I don't even think there's any soul in here I mean it's like seems like uh, people that aren't even real anymore they're like friends <laughs> it's like um, <laughs> I can't connect I can't connect to something like that it's gotta be um, it's gotta be electric I gotta I gotta kind of like Feel it, and I mean, you know what I'm talking about. You'll see a band that's like, "Oh man, they're just like vibing." 
Um, that's uh, well, nothing better than that, man. All right, this is Second Son.
All right, that was Second Son. We're going to get right back into this interview once again. Let's do this. And, you know, back in the 60s and 70s, everyone, even the, you know, even the, um, the real clean music where they, the people weren't even using drugs and things like that were still making great, amazing music. They all had the soul back then. When music kind of started, everything had it. And then it kind of, I don't know, I'm not going to get into the um, logistics of, like, what happened to music for, like, 20 years, but it went into some weird um, corporate mixed-up with it kind of a thing, and I just, it's like, um, I, I see a lot of soul coming back now. You know, there's a lot of, um, I, I mean, the, the retro thing is, is big. A lot of people are, are doing it. Um, San Francisco's got a huge um, psychedelic scene right now, like, the comeback scene. Um really great artists man really great bands like so many I, I can't even remember half of them usually I'm just like god that band is the coolest I don't know what called man <laughs> but I mean they, they got a lot of it down there nice man nice so what are your future plans for the Dream Supreme well right now um, like I said we, we kind of had a uh, we had a brief pause we got kind of a membership and we're you know, and I was going to with him anyway. We were going to redo those songs because we we just they weren't they turned out cool and we liked them, but they weren't what I imagined. Like it was the the sound in my head, that sound that you know just drives Brian Wilson crazy, it drives everyone crazy when you have that sound and you can't figure out how to get it, but you can hear it in your head. Yeah. Like you're like, Ugh. and I've kind of been tinkering with it for like six months. Like I'm talking like one day I spent a whole day um, using different microphones in the drum kit moving them around. I mean, I tried every combination known to man, recorded them all, documented them uh, to get that. You know, like, I want the drums to sound like, what's in my head? I can't tell you, but it's like, whatever. Yeah, so we, <laughs> we finally got it, and we kind of got the, um, now we kind of have the mold of how, um, how we're going to put the album together, how everything's going to kind of work. Um, but, you know, now we're going to, it's like, I'm basically, I'm going to end up doing the drums on them probably. Um, the one because we only have I think we only have two or three of the songs from it uh, with actual drums landing on it so I think I'm just going to go ahead and um, do like I've always done and I'll just probably do them um, or I might have my son I might have my son do them when he comes out this summer he's uh, he is surpassing me in drumming big time he's a really good drummer right now. <laughs> but, uh, it's amazing when you're when you're alone and uh, and you're you got music and you're and that's all that drives you it's amazing how um, you will progress. You know, if, um, if you put the time into it, I mean, no, you're never going to just open a box and, and become a musician or whatever. You're going to have to put uh, all kinds of weird mixed emotions and crap happening, like learning music, you know? Yeah, you, you do music yeah. too, right? I mean, I, um, I thought it was you talking about that before. Yeah, I, I, I write music too. I, it's really by myself and it, um, I used to jam with bands and I used to write with musicians and it took me forever to mm -hmm. actually get used to writing by myself. And then, yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's a terrible feeling. Sometimes it just, it's so lonely that it just, nothing sounds right. Nothing feels okay. Yeah. That's what kind of happened to me. Like I loved it forever. Cause it was like, I, I'm the designer. I know how everything's going to go. I can lay it out perfectly. I don't have to deal with anybody's crap, waiting on somebody to play something, whatever. But what I got, where I got tied up in it, where I couldn't stand it was, um, uh, there was one song in particular that happened where I had this like, uh, kind of broke down in this drum and bass groove kind of verse thing. Yeah. Now, when you're doing stuff track by track by yourself and stuff, you can pull that off 
but you're not going to feel it like a band, like, like doing it. You know what I mean? Like you're not going to, and that disconnect right there was like, Oh, I want that. I want, I want that. I don't want to do stuff on myself. I, we got to start working together or something. This is, this is not right. Um, I mean, it wasn't like a selfish thing. It was just like, I'm just the dude that I'm just coming up with stuff really fast. Um, and I got a lot of ideas and I'm just documenting them. <laughs> wasted. Um, but I mean, you know, now that, uh, fuck it, now there's four of the guys around here, you know, um, all right, let's do this. Let's make some stuff. <laughs> so, um, and I kind of actually, since this happened just a couple weeks ago, I've kind of been getting back into, um, I, I've kind of, I haven't been messing with anything recording for months. Like, and, um, I, you know, I had a, my, uh, one of my greatest friends ever, he taught me basically everything I know about, um, four track. Uh, he had, uh, he died last year. He had cystic fibrosis. Um, he was like 34. I think um, I think he's 34 and died, and um, that really uh, put a setback in me um, for a minute. I mean, that really messed me up. I mean, I did taught me every. I mean, we used to take four tracks and bounce out to mini disc players, and then bounce them back in. We get like 16, 20 tracks out of a four track player. I mean, he was just um, the. It's amazing when you're when you're poor and you um, have the thirst to create. What kind of shit you'll come up with to make cool songs like um, <laughs> and. and we, and that's why I learned that from him, man. Everything, and I still to this day, um, most of my um, core principles, you know, every time I do, I'm like, ah, oh, Ryan Law. Every time, you know, it's um, so that kind of messed me up for a minute. And um, and then like this whole thing happened with the new band, and I kind of was thinking, man, you know, I remember there was a time when I didn't used to really do anything with my music. There's been times where I've just been me recording just having fun just doing doing what i can do just writing songs and doing stuff and i miss that because we've got really tied up in uh since i got this last group going said we've been doing shows and um going around trying to get the name out and stuff and and that's cool and that's fun but it takes a lot of time a lot of dedication um it's nearly impossible to have all four people if anyone's working a job to be able to um make everything every time yeah, um, yeah. So we're kind of in this um, point where we're, I'm kind of feeling like, I kind of just want to kick back and finish the album and kind of just work on writing and do more, um, uh, instead of going out and playing live promotion, like you do, do you know, work on some of the other markets for promotion for a while, kind of take a, a break, because it, it can get discouraging. Um, when you've been doing something since 2002, like um, when I was in Wichita, you know, we'd um, play in... Um, Colorado and we go and do little Midwest tours and stuff but when you move to a different state it doesn't matter how long you've been what band whatever um, you're basically going to start at the bottom of the rung of the ladder they're not going to give you any kind of um, stuff you know like you're not going to get hooked up like oh yeah I've been doing this for 15 years we've been all this so they don't care they're like um, you got to earn your earn your stuff yep. so we, yep. we we've been trying to walk up the totem pole man but um Right now, we're uh, my the guy that's been filling in on drums. He plays drums for my bass player's band. Um, I don't know what they're called. LL Bean. Uh, LL Bean is what they're called. And um, he basically there, and also their other guitar player plays keyboards for us now. So their band kind of joined us, which is us now is just me and Sebastian, um, nice. which is our our my awesome guitar player. I'm Twenty uh, twenty three years old. It's his first band ever. Um, he's basically, this guy's been in his bedroom for like 12 years. Pedals, I mean, he's got all kinds of pedals, he does all kinds of, everything <laughs> that I could ever imagine, like cool shit, he places it. It's like, I mean, I don't even tell, I've never told him one thing. 
I don't think I've ever, he's like, is that okay when I'm playing? I'm like, dude, if I haven't said anything, you're blowing me away, man. Um, <laughs> so we got, we do have a really good, uh, I got really, like, we're all on the same level right now. Um, we're real, uh, we just have a real loving kind of um, tight kind of thing going on. And, um, and I love that. So what we're kind of doing right now is, I mean, we had some shows set up and, um, and so that kind of kicked our ass. So um, uh, Sergio's drummer learned uh, like five of our songs. So what we're doing is we're going and we're playing five songs, and then um, me and Sebastian go get drinks or whatever and let um, uh, LL Bean play, and they play like five songs. So it's basically just a kind of band switch up within the band. Because um, we, we just can't get enough of each other, man. <laughs> it's like I just uh, I love playing with those guys. Nice. Um, but, you know, I mean, the way I look at it, it's like nowadays it's real hard to, um, I mean, we've been talking about getting a van and just going for it and doing the, doing the shove. Um, but as far as a band, man, if you don't have merch and stuff like that, I mean, record deals are, are history, man. They, they give uh, production uh, distribution deals now. Everyone's recording their own stuff and traveling. So unless you can get in a van and you can um, go tour your ass off, which is not even necessarily hard to do. It's just like there's always someone who's got a job. Or, you know, it's real hard to time up. Um, we had a window. <laughs> we had a window a few months ago where everyone was unemployed, and I was like right about to get a van, and then like a couple guys got a job. I was like, God damn it. We were, we were going to do it. We were totally just going to jump in a van and go for it. Um, but, I mean, they're all I'm, – I'm 36, and they're uh, – you know, all the guys I play with, I'm always joking. I'm like, oh, I'm like old pervert. They're like uh, 21. I think uh, I think Sergio is 22. Um, best bass player I've ever played with. My this kid, oh man, he's got it. He, he plays. Uh, he plays in his uh, parents. His parents have a band. He plays with them. He plays. Uh, they play like Latin jazz and stuff. I mean, he's amazing. He's amazing. Um, very amazing. I got really good musicians right now. I'm just like I've been waiting for a long time to get that kind of grouping of people. And we kind of almost, I was about to let it slip away with the whole drummer thing. I was like, okay, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm tired of showing people songs and 30 members deep so far. Like it gets old. Um, but I'm just, I'm too dedicated to those two. Like we, I'm just like, no, we, we'll just get a different guy. It's not, it's not a big deal, man. Um, I mean, cause we all three still have that connection. So it's like, I'm not going to give that up just cause it, you know, um, we had a little fallout or something. I'm not, not going to do that. Um, nice. Right. So, so can you tell me about the song uh, "Timber Tantrum"? Yeah, uh, "Timber Tantrum." Oh man, that was a that's really weird. Uh, that was a really weird one. I um, I actually found a video on my computer from like when I first started sketching that out, and it was crazy. Like it was, it was, it was nothing like it is now. Like the structure. That's probably, if I could show an example of like how our process is, if I could show like a couple early videos of a song in what in the works, like how I'm doing them on my phone and stuff, and then show you like the end result, you'd be like, whoa, what the hell? Um, I mean, that, that song for sure. Um, it started out like kind of just messing around. I had the cape on one. I was kind of, oh, let's kind of do like a, let's do like a bluesy, uh, you know, kind of a bluesy type of feel kind of thing. Um, it, it seems to be we're getting dubbed um, kind of like indie western soul pop. There's, a lot of people are feeling that old vintage feel to our sound, you know. Like, um, and it's not we're not even doing it. We're like, really? We're not even doing anything. It's just, you know, we, 
Um, I listen to old 60s stuff. Sebastian, I don't think I've ever heard him listen to anything but Pink Floyd in the car. Um, our bass player, Sergio, listens to all kinds. He listens to um, Funkadelic. All, I mean, he listens to all kinds of funk music. I mean, so we have, a, we have a weird grouping of genres, but they're all from old school. So it's like somehow we're tying all those together. Nice. Um, so we do have... Right now, I, I know for a fact, like, what we're doing, like, it's definitely the coolest stuff I've ever done um, with people, and it's, like, growing, it's getting, like, this is gonna, we're going to do some, do some stuff here on this. Um, but, yeah, um, Timber Tantrum was, like, um, oh, just kind of started out, um, I mean, I don't even, I, that didn't have lyrics for a long time. I, I actually really wrestled with those for a long time, the, the uh, last half that, um, no, I I don't ever. I'm an open book. I don't ever think something's too personal or too whatever. If I said it, I meant it, and I can all talk it or I'll you know I'll explain it or <laughs> whatever. Like I don't, um, I'm not hiding anything from anybody. But um, yeah, I don't know. I just kind of got a weird. Um, like I said, a lot of these ever since like 2011, um, when this weird firecracker blew up in my brain that I just don't understand how. Um, I mean, I songs are just flying out of me you know i mean it's got so much i i can't even walk in a room with the instrument without picking up like starting a song already or something it's um i don't know something something changed me like when that all happened to me i mean i was already doing that before my accident but afterwards um i was just shifted like it was, it's almost like um i've always been in kind of like a limbo land left brain right brain kind of thing but it's kind of like the accident like when i was more i went when I came to, I was more, um, I'm more empathetic now. I'm more compassionate. I'm more, you know, like, I was like just being a dick. I'm glad I didn't die, man. I probably would have totally went somewhere bad or repeated or something. Um, I kind of see it as like a second chance. Like, I think I can do a little better than that. <laughs> you know, like, uh, I think I could do a little better. So, um, I just kind of vowed, you know, ever since then, like, um, man, 27, I, I was 27 too when it happened. I was in 20, you know, 27. But, um, I just kind of vowed, I was like, man, you know, this, this sucks. Like, you know, I never know. Um, you know, I was like totally, even though I was a drunk, I was totally full of life at that time. I mean, you could just have it taken away from me, man. Like nothing. Is, man. So I kind of went with that whole, that vibe really enveloped me, man. And I just got really into like, um, consciousness expansion and just like, basically, you know, my thing is like, what we're really supposed to be doing is becoming the best version of ourselves that we can. Like, um, and it's funny because it happens to most people around this, around 33, 34, kind of take that. It's, it's a real natural thing. It's kind of interesting. It's like, um, you go through these adolescent stages and stuff and it's like, okay, now we're doing spiritual growth consciousness. This is very important all of a sudden. Whoa. <laughs> like, I had no idea when I was younger. I thought it was hooey or whatever. And, um, yeah, it's just wild, man. Um, and, and I get, um, I get a lot of intuitive, uh, I mean, I can't even express the, the amount of weird brain activity stuff I have since like all the me. I mean, it's amazing that I can walk and talk and, um, you know, with the head injury, you'll either, your senses will either get dumbed down or there's this freakish instance where they get heightened. And basically I got, um, they turned me into a superhero other than the fact I couldn't walk because of my knee and stuff. Like, um, but men, they turned me into a mental spirit. Just, I don't know. Something happened to me. I was laying in that bed. I just, um, like, all right, I'm just going to give in and go with nature and, um, just, I don't know, try to be good. I mean, I'm a dad, um, you know, and I, I kind of 
I'm in that generation kind of believing like that we're all just regurgitating information that's really probably not coming from the best people um, with the best intention in mind anyway. Um, so, and I'm very, I'm very uh, all about that with my, with my child, you know, we're very open. Um, I'm very open spirituality with him and about, um, we talk about anything like we, what, um, you saw some weird tank trail in the sky. I'm not going to say you're stupid. What, let's talk about it. <laughs> you know, yeah. um, we observe all that stuff because it's like, when you know that, um, I mean, pretty much with everything, all that kind of stuff that's going on, there's, it's really just a bunch of distraction kind of stuff is what I've found to keep you from what you'll find in meditation to be like what you really understand, like yeah. is going on. And that song kind of is, um, that song ended up naturally taking that, um, I mean, the words, if you're know, written out and you read them, it's like, I was like, wow. Um, from going from just saying weird crap with um, reverb to um, that just coming out, like, whoa. Um, and I, I, ever since 2011, I've, any of the songs that I usually write, I don't set out to say, oh, this song's going to be out about um, Kim Trails and government deception or something. But if that comes through, uh, there'll be something, it'll be tied in a little bit. You know, it's, um, this, isn't, this isn't so much like something you're an oddball anymore for. It's something that you're, um, that's what we're talking about. It's what people are, it's dialogue. You know, it's like, um, I'm not necessarily saying any of these kinds of things are going on, but people are saying it is uh, in huge numbers. And I think we need to talk about it if we um, care about our species and and uh, continuing to live on planet Earth because uh, we're not being very good to it, <laughs> um, you know. Yeah. So that kind of that kind of um, that song kind of has um, that that second half is that kind of um, about my awakening to what I know as God as source and what um, I was told and shown by him through um, consciousness and meditation about um, how people are and what, you know, if it's really, if anything, um, I mean, I'm a big time empath. If anything, uh, I mean, I absorb everybody's energy. Like I, I'm, I try to loan her a lot because I just, I, I get someone down and gets me down. It's like, um, I just, I mean, if someone's an asshole, I even feel bad for them because, you know, it's like, um, <laughs> And sometimes it's, it's uh, oh man, it's a, it's, it's rough stuff when you when you got to deal with that because um, once you take the peaky blinders off, uh, you really start breaking it down. It's like wow, man, uh, this societal thing. I don't, I'm, how the hell did they do this in 200 years? How has this been done? Just from, I don't even think it's a specific um, group or anything. You know, like the way people break it down. I think it's just a matter of a bunch of people. All our minds are connected. You get people having thoughts, they're swimming around, you know, it's all, um, we've created all of it. We've let all of it happen or whatever, if anything's in a negative uh, connotation. It's like we've, we've obviously stood by and let it happen, which is not even saying it's good or bad, but it's um, going on. And I, and I kind of choose more to stay on the side of like, you guys can do whatever the hell you want. You can spray crap in the sky. I don't care. I'm not paying attention to it anymore. I don't even watch mainstream news. I didn't even know anything about the Russia thing for like four months because I, I stopped. I totally quit watching news. As soon as I did that, as soon as I quit paying attention to what was going on on the papers and all that, I, I became 10 times more happy in my life. Like I was just doing my work, doing my songs, not paying attention to any of that. And I was like, for the first time, not distracted by stuff that just makes you think terrible things and be in fear. And, um, 
so I've kind of surpassed that. You know, I'm like I'm, I'm on this whole. Uh, uh, I guess I'm. You know, I'm trying to head up to Eckert Tolle land. I guess I'm. Uh, I'm kind of on this whole ego um, ego death thing is what I've kind of been. That's my my newest struggle through consciousness. I'm like, I want to get rid of this thing. I don't like ego. I don't like what it's doing. I don't like what it does. It creates madness, and I don't want it anymore. Mm. Um, literally, it's very hard. I mean, because basically, in order to completely be egoless, I mean, you wouldn't even be, you wouldn't even really have a response to someone that had something negative to say to you, which I'm actually getting pretty good at. I use, I use it and it's like, okay, what? Didn't mind me. Like, use your thoughts. I don't care. Um, but so I'm, I'm doing good with it. But it's like, um, to me, that's the only way that you can. And the, from the way I see, the way I see it, the only way to break everything down and to just um, live as healthy and happily um, in your heart, in your mind, and uh, the only way to do it, um, mm-hmm. break that ego down. And I see people argue all the time, or someone will be completely wrong, um, you know, and, and totally be making themselves look like an even bigger idiot, defending their own self because they have to believe that they're um, something. You know, I think it's um, Cat Williams of the comedy sketch or something where he's talking about um, he doesn't hate people, he just, um, or he's not racist, he just um, does something that ain't shit. Like, you ain't shit! <laughs> like, it's kind of funny. It's like, I mean, it's really, I mean, budget down to it. It's like, um, it's not. I mean, I we are all connected, but I think it's, uh, yeah. I'm just going down the journey, man. All right, man. Trying, um, to, trying to get out of this world. Right now, we're going to play Timber Tantrum. What other advice do you have for us? You can't get away from your heart because life is a paradox. It's a mirror of confusion. So, love now.
That was Timber Tantrum. So we're going to get back and finish up this interview. And let's do it. Alright, Logan. So how can people get a hold of you and listen to the music that you are producing with the Dream Supreme? Okay. Well, I don't know if you've ever heard of Google bombing. (laughs) But um, I've been Google bombing myself for like 10 years. Um, If you go to Google... And you type in the Dream Supreme, it will pretty much uh, SoundCloud, that's the Dream Supreme, Bandcamp, Facebook, uh, pretty much all of them. All the social networks at Slash the Dream Supreme. So, like, pretty much uh, YouTube, uh, my YouTube might be different, but if you you search Dream Supreme, you'll find it. it. I think it's like, I think I used to be, uh, there's a company. Uh, you sell pillows called the Dream. It was the Dream Supreme pillow. It was like some infomercial pillow in the '80s. I finally knocked that out of the way. It used to be on top of me. Yeah. Awesome man. <laughs> awesome. Google, Google ball man. Good stuff. All right, man. Thank you so much for being on the show. It's been very, very interesting talking to you. Very fun. Thank awesome, you so man. much for your time. And um, yeah, man, yeah. just keep in contact, okay? Heck yeah, man. Thanks for the uh, opportunity, man. For sure. All right, man. You have a good night. 
And that was Logan from the Dream Supreme talking about why the dream is supreme. Um, next up, really quickly, we're going to get into this. This is Dirtbag, Block of Rock, featuring Night Demon. Let's get some. Good roll program confirmed. Go and throttle up. You are now listening to the Dirtbag Block of Rock. Welcome to the Dirtbag Block of Rock. I'm your host, Dirtbag Smitty. Ladies and gentlemen, Jarvis from the band Night Demon is giving us some time today to give you guys some information about Night Demon. Jarvis, say hello to everybody. Hey, everybody. How's it going? So, for those of you that don't know, the band Night Demon, old school thrash band, metal band, from Ventura, California. Jarvis, what can you tell us about Night Demon? Uh, Night Demon, uh, man, I don't know. There's a whole lot, but I could say that... uh, we're, yeah, like you said, we're a three-piece band from California. Uh, grew up in Ventura, California. We've been touring for the last few years. We have an EP out and a full-length record called Tris of the Damned. Um, about to hit the road again here. We're just uh, straight up, you know, like traditional heavy metal, I guess people would call us. I don't really like labels, but it works, you know. I mean, a lot of people say you sound like a lot of different things, but generally we're influenced kind of by the, you know, the new wave of British heavy metal sound. And, uh, you know, just classic hard rock. That sounds good, man. So uh, you guys are recording. Last time we talked, uh, you said you were actually in the recording studio that day. When, uh, yeah, we're working on a record that I'll, it's not, it's going to come out January of next year because we have so much touring coming up that, you know, we just have to do it when we can, you know? I agree. And speaking yeah. of a lot of touring, you said you got a lot of touring coming up, but last year I read on your tour blog on your website, it says you guys did, you toured, you did one tour with 72 days straight, 44 shows in 30 states, and you drove over 18,000 miles. That's three oil changes. Oh, like, yeah, man. What that's, did that that's feel like, like? That's like, uh, you know, that was just one of them like that. You know, we've done, we've done multiple like that. Probably done four or five of those. It's crazy. I mean, it's cool. You get used to it, you know. The shows are good. The other 23 hours of the day can be a little rough. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, uh, you know, I mean, you got to, I don't know, man. You got to get out of your comfort zone in life, you know. You got to, it's the only way you're ever going to grow, you know. Like, you have to go out and do stuff. I mean, it's scary, but you just got to You just gotta find a way, you know, to, like, to, to survive and, and do the things that you like in life, you know, do more of them. So I agree. You, you know, I mean, it's, it is what it is. At the end of the day, when you survive it and you've done all that, it's like you, it changes you, you know? Plus, you know, it's just it's good to be able to uh, expand what you do artistically and be able to take that to, you know, some people are they're, they live in a small town. There's three. They have three friends and they all like heavy metal or something and nobody else does, you know, but to be able to go to those places that bands never go to like that's, you know, that's how we kind of built up a following. We, we did not just the, the major markets, but we did, you know, everywhere, anywhere that had a basement or whatever, you know, so on all over the world, you know, so I think that, uh, you know, I mean, we did what we had to do and we, we played where at anywhere that would have us, you know? Yeah. So, uh, I hear you. That, that's the way you have, that's the way you have to approach it. If you really want, you know, if you really want something, you know, you, you just have to, you have to go all in a hundred percent, you know? And yeah, it was scary. You know I mean? We had jobs and stuff like that too, you know, and, and we were just like, 
well, can't do this anymore, you know? <laughs> yeah, and, can't, uh, can't hold down both at the same time. No, you can't, <laughs> you know? So our so our theory was let's, let's be gone from home so much that, you know, nobody will even hire us, you know? <laughs> That's amazing. That makes sense, you know? <laughs> it totally so, does. So we're purely in this for survival, you know? And we, we understand that the that the music industry has changed a lot and, you know, a lot of people are running the other way and it's so hard to make any money. Like, you know, it's so ridiculous, you know, I mean, it is hard. I'm not going to deny that, but you know, you just got to find a way, you know, at the end of the day, it's, it's crazy. Like I said, it changes you. Like it it's changed my, my entire relationship with money as well. You know, I mean, it's completely changed it. Like it really doesn't matter. You know, as much as people like to say it does, you know, and obsess about it, you know, but it really doesn't matter. And it, it'll come, you know, it comes when you, it, it's funny how, how things just work out at the right time all the time when you're, when you're doing what you love doing, you're just enjoying your life. You know, it's just, it really does happen that way. Even if you're a, you know, a janitor and you love mopping floors, you know, like <laughs> it doesn't matter what it is. Absolutely. Well, because I think you, you become more you become more aware of that and you become more aware of, of the opportunities that are presented to you instead of bogged down and making the decisions for the wrong things all the time. Totally understand yeah. that. Absolutely. Let's talk a little bit more about the tour, man. You guys went on that crazy tour last year. You guys did like 200 some shows last year. You know, we got to play with you guys with Anvil. You guys, I saw that you're, you're going on the road again with Anvil. That's amazing. Like, do you guys do that once a year? Like, do you guys play often? Is How many no, times no, have you no. toured? No, no, no. You play with us when we play with Raven. Raven, not Anvil. You're right. You're going on with Anvil. Yeah, yeah. Why do no, I get we that have confused? not gone out with Anvil. Yeah, we're doing uh we're doing a headlining tour of the U.S. for six weeks from April 8th to May 20th, Ooh. and then we go out with Anvil for five days on the West Coast, like in late May, early June. So it's just five shows. That's awesome, but though. Doing, but, but it's cool. Yeah. So we're doing that, and then uh, like a week after that, we're going to Europe for about a month. And we're playing with Raven again out there, actually at a festival. Nice. But, but yeah, so we're doing that. And then we come home and we're supporting uh, another tour in the States for August. I can't say who it is now because they haven't announced it yet, but it's going to be really cool. That's awesome. What? So let's yeah. talk. Let's talk a little bit about the road, man. Like, what's that average day like for you guys on the road? You know, you kind of said the show is awesome, and sometimes the other twenty-three hours aren't aren't that fun. But what do you guys do? What do you do to fill that time? You do what you have to do. I mean, sometimes you're just driving. We don't usually drive at night. So, like, you know, usually during the day we're driving somewhere, you know, between cities. And that's pretty much it. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, I mean, you know, there's a lot of hurry up and wait. You know, it's like sometimes you may have like a six-hour drive during the day or something or a seven-hour drive. And you have to get there for loading at like five o'clock, you know, and then you load in and you set up and then you sound check and then you want to get something to eat, you know, and then, uh, you know, the doors open for the show and, you know, you might want to check out some of the other bands that are playing and, you know, I mean, it's just that And yeah, then yeah. At, at one o'clock in the morning or whatever, you know, you've, you're, you're soaked in sweat and, you know, who knows, it could be snowing outside or below zero temperatures, <laughs> <Yeah>. you know. <laughs> uh, you know, and you just kind of want to have a drink, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. And then figure it out and then see what's going to happen that night. See where you're going to stay, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, I Do you mean, guys usually, you guys usually come up with a plan first or you kind of just wing it every You know, night? like, I'll say, you know, we've done it enough times so our network has expanded a lot, you know. So there's a lot of areas we go to that we line up ahead of time. But, you know, still, there's always those places. There's always those places. Like, you end up in Oklahoma City, and you're like, all right, hey, 
anybody want to give us a place to stay tonight? <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. You know, I mean, we'll, we'll have a sign at the merch table, you know, 19 minutes looking for a place to crash tonight. And then we'll see who offers, you know, usually somebody really cool does, you know. Sometimes, you know, <laughs> sometimes it's, it, you know, there's a, there's like, it's a cat house, you know, there's a bunch of cats and like, it's a hoarder house or something or, or like, you yeah, know, the, the, yeah, the, the, the animal floor. house. Totally. It's all smelly. Yeah, sometimes it's a hardwood floor, you know I mean? That's reality. <laughs> and when you're 35 years old, I mean, that does suck, you know, <laughs> yeah. but, but, but Hey man, I mean, what the hell? It's part of the you experience, know? man. Absolutely. What, yeah. Like it, it can all end tomorrow, man. You know, you gotta live for today. You gotta go out and do that kind of stuff. So, you know, and I've taken things for granted in my life too, for years, you know, and now, funny when something gets taken away from you then you're like whoa and sometimes it's hard to get it back and sometimes you can never get it back so you got to just enjoy it while it's happening and just be a good have a good attitude about it if you have a good attitude about it you know it could be a real rewarding thing you know? absolutely man and there's plenty of bands who make a lot of money who are not happy you True know that. and that's not what i want to do with my life so tell us about this uh this record you guys are recording man when are you going to release it how many tracks are on it Let, yeah it's probably going to be like you know 10 track album um, it'll come out January 2017. Um, again, like, you know, we have the title, we're working on the artwork, but like, you know, I'm forbidden to say stuff like that. There's like a timeline for these things. It's crazy, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, we had to get in though. All the, all the, all the music is recorded already. I'm just going to do some vocals like between tours. I'm still kind of working some things out, you know? We just want to make this one really good. The last one, the last one did so well, like way much better than we had anticipated. And that's why we're doing the tour. We're still touring off. Absolutely. I mean, so, so you kind of want to just, you know, I think the fans are familiar with it now and they want to see it again, you know, and, and I, I just want to like, you know, we have shorter songs than most metal bands, you know, which is cool because we can play more songs live, you know, I mean, we kind of get to the point of the song and then, okay, let's do another song, you know? Uh, but it's kind of weird because you, you get to a point where like, you know, the band starts having, like we were in the, we've, we've been in the real fun time of the band, you know, cause we really have like 18, you know, original songs. We have 15 original songs in our catalog. That's it, you know? Yeah. And like four covers that we're known for that are also past studio versions that have been released, you know? Uh, but that's, it's like, that's a cool time in a band because it's like, it's still pretty new. And like, you know, you, you can play all of your stuff, you know, if you like all your songs, it's great, you know? But, but then you get to another record and then it's like, okay, all of a sudden you have 25 original songs and then that's six cover songs or something, you know? So you have to start trimming the fat, you know? And that's kind of hard to do sometimes. So, you yeah. know, I mean, we want to we want to make records when it's time to make records and, and we know we can make a great one. You know, we don't want to keep cranking them out just to keep cranking them out. You know, I think... Yeah, keep the I investors happy. momentum stays <laughs> because we stay on the road. You know, we want it to be a great record. And uh, so we're taking our time with it, you know? Not too much time, but... But like I said, you know, our momentum keeps because we keep touring and we stay on the roads. We stay relevant that way, you know? Absolutely. you got to stay in yeah. front of everybody. I got just a few more quick questions for you, and yeah. then uh, I'll let you uh, have the floor. What's your yeah. favorite meal of the day on the road? Now I've gone vegetarian. So, like, anytime I can find, like, a, a fresh juice, like a real juice, like in the morning, it's crazy. Like, it's good. It's like, it just makes you feel good. So, <laughs> That's awesome. But... You know, previously, my favorite meal of the day was, like, you know, Waffle House. Yes. Know? It's I like mean, a band was, icon, I've dude. Like, I've eaten, like, sh like, complete shit on the road for years, you know? So, 
So I'm changing that, you know, because I've noticed I've been able to actually perform better by taking care of myself. Funny concept there, huh? Yeah, you know? right. <laughs> but but really, you know, I mean, really, really. So now I, I get, I, I, I'm so used to it. I crave that, like, just that freshness of like, okay, I'm doing something good for myself, you know, like, so. Hell yeah. Have you guys ever like yeah. cooked? Have you guys ever taken like utensils with you? Like a camping no, stove or anything? No, man, we don't have time for that stuff. Ah. There's no way. No way, man. Yeah, no. I hear you. And uh, you guys have been to Europe a bunch. Uh, yeah. What's your, what's the best story from Europe, man, from from going over the pond? Best story? Oh, man. I, I don't know, man. There's so many. What's the uh, one that you tell your friends and family about? Well, if you look, oh, cool thing is, like, if you look on, our, like, our Facebook page, um, every time we play a festival over there, um, I go around the festival for a day or two and take photos with drunk, passed out people. And, like, I, we post the whole album online. You know? oh, like, that's amazing. And fans will see themselves and tag themselves in it and be, like, so pissed off. Like, man, I wanted to meet you guys. And, like, that's so embarrassing. Or, you know, that's how it is in festivals over there. People drink and they pass out. Man. It happens everywhere. So, like, that, those people, you know, you find them and take pictures with them post later. That's kind of like, like a tradition of ours. And uh, <laughs> I love it. it's been cool, man. It's been really cool. That's so, hilarious. Yeah, so watch out there. You know, don't pass out at a festival, or you know, there might, you, know, you might, you might end up on on our list. Anyway, hey, uh, hey, man, thank you very much for your time today, dude. I appreciate it. I'm glad we could get this done, ladies and gentlemen. Jarvis from the band Night Demon. This is Jarvis Leatherby of the band Night Demon. You're about to hear screams in the night on the dirtbag block of rock. <laughs>
music from the band Night Demon and other Dirtbag sponsored artists, visit Dirtbag.com. For the full interview, subscribe to us on YouTube at Dirtbag Clothing 1996. The Dirtbag Block of Rock is brought to you by Dirtbag Clothing, sponsored by Pair Booking. And that was the show. One more down. It's amazing to be able to say that. We're getting close to like a hundred year mark. We're like just over 20 off. It's insane. Jeez, guys. What are you doing? So thank you guys very much for listening. As always, it's an amazing, amazing experience to be able to do this. And it's amazing that you guys have stuck around so long. So thank you for that. You know, bravo to you. On next week's episode, we've got Fantasy Pillow, which is a really awesome, awesome band name. I really like it. From the first time I saw it, I was like, that is going to be an amazing interview. And guess what? It is. So you got to check that out, see what's going on there. Um, So that'll be next week. So stay tuned. We'll get back to you. Thank you guys so much. Until next time, this is the Local Music Revolution. I am Ogre. You are awesome. Take care and be good, everyone. The local music revolution. The local music revolution. 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 Local music revolution.